Shabbat Shalom. It's good to be here. So it's a special, a special Shabbat because we're entering into a, a new book of Torah, which is the book of Numbers, the book of Bamidbar. So I want to just say that I see the Torah as this, uh, the story of the journey, but not just the journey of the Jewish people, but the journey of, of our soul. And so if we look at the book of Genesis as the story of incarnation, how we come into being, how the world comes into being, how we come into a family and a tribe and get entangled in all of the drama that means. And we end up, in the end of the book of Genesis, we go down into Egypt, into Mitzrayim, into the narrow place of forgetfulness of who we really are. And then the whole book of Exodus is about our journey back into that remembrance of our freedom, of really the expanse of our soul, of who we really are. And the book of Exodus ends with the building of the Mishkan, which is kind of the sanctuary in the wilderness, which is a kind of a spiritual technology that allows us to, uh, to touch holiness, to touch you know, the, the finite, touching the infinite. And then we go into the book of Leviticus, and it's all about how to maintain that holiness. How do we keep it? And when we lose it, how do we get it back? That's the whole book of Leviticus that we just came out of. And then we enter into the book of Bamidbar, the book of Numbers, is different name. And, and this is the moment when we realize that this is a journey, that this is an amazing journey that we're on. I can't, I can't help being in San Francisco saying what a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> that, that's the, that that's the realization of like, oh, the holiness of each of us on the journey that we're, that we're on. So this is, it's, a, it's a journey of awakening, and this is when we become really aware of of being conscious journeyers. So imagine this scene. We see a tribe uh, riding camels across the wilderness, across the desert, and the sun is burning, and the wind is blowing, and the wilderness stretches out before them. And there's a boy riding a camel next to his dad, and he's whining. Are we there yet? And the father calmly trudges on, and through the wilderness. And in the next frame, you see the young boy again repeating his question, and you get the feeling that he's been asking the same question all the long day. And finally, his father turns towards him, and in exasperation, he shouts, for God's sakes, we're nomads. <laughs> so to realize that we're nomads is to know the double truth, that we're not there yet, and yet it is possible to know that we are always there, arriving wholly in this moment, present in this step, and alive to the miracle of the journey. And we are there whenever we're awake. And so the book of Midbar teaches us to surrender to each step of the journey and, that makes, and make that step our home. So are we there yet? Yes and no. And this is the message of Bamidbar. 
No, I do a lot of traveling, and I meet so many people on the road who seem only want to get, want to get where they're going. Are we, are we there yet? Yes and no. Uh, yes, the spiritual practice of traveling through the wilderness, which is what we're all doing, it teaches me to be there in every step and to arrive home and fully inhabit the multidimensional experience of this very moment. Through travel, I'm learning how to show up and make myself fully available and receptive to the gift that God, the great mystery, is trying to give me just now and the challenge that is being offered to me now. And no, I'll never get there because the destination is a dynamic force that is calling me onward, opening me up, sending me always to an ever-expanding potential. So the Book of Bob Midbar starts with the taking of a census. We stand up in order to be counted, in order to be deployed. It's also the moment that we can do the inner census. And this is where it's the story of the soul. When we do the inner census, we get a perspective on the entire landscape of our own personality and get to listen to all of the many voices that are usually arguing inside us. Shortly before he died, Oliver Sacks described the view from where he stood on the precipice at the crossroads between a life well-lived and the great unknown. He said, over the last few days, I have been able to see my life as from a great altitude, as a sort of landscape and with a deepening sense of connection in all its parts. So in my spiritual practice, I'm beginning to see that it's only by entering fully into this miraculous moment, this breath, this step on the journey, that I'm able to achieve that great altitude that will give me a perspective on the landscape of my life, a perspective that will reveal undeniably the connection of all its parts. Entering this moment means letting go of distraction, releasing my worries about the future and regrets about the past, letting go of the surface of life so that I can receive the depths. So I think that authentic religion is always more about subtraction than it is about addition. It's more about letting go of the artifice and the pretense than any attempt of getting the truth from somewhere else or engineering some kind of true self. You can't create what you already have. Underneath all of our conditioning, habit, prejudice, neurosis, complacency, and numbness, we can find that core something that is true, essential, and uniquely authentic. We might call it your soul your, or your God self. At our core, we are unconditional joy, unqualified love, and there we are profoundly connected to each other. We are simply one, achad, and we're living inside that unity. The book of Bamidbar reminds us why we're taking this journey. The journey that we're taking is a journey that strips away all of those extraneous layers we journey to what's called circumcise the heart, cutting away all of the obstacles 
to love in its fullness. Our journey challenges us to release all of our defenses and dissolve all of our stinginess that's born out of fear. And finally, just give ourselves away. So when we gather in prayer, we stand together at the crossroads. Through the, you know, it seems that prayer seems like it's a lot of words. But in the end, prayer is not about saying words or singing songs or even thinking deep thoughts. Prayer is a stance, an attitude towards reality. It's showing up and being counted and also doing our own census, becoming aware of who we are becoming and choosing life and blessing in every moment. It's a way of living this moment in the awareness of God's presence, addressing ourselves wholly to this mystery, while at the same time cultivating a wider view, the, the great altitude that Oliver Sacks was talking about. I think that we come together to support each other and give each other the courage to take this stance. It's so easy to lose our awareness, to fall away from the great altitude and fall prey to the tyranny of emotions, the addiction to self-image and the false promises and seductions of the world. Richard Rohr teaches that it's no accident that the first commandment of the Ten Commandments is the one that says, I am yud vav your God, who brings you out of constriction, out of slavery. It's first because if you don't have one God before you, you will always either become your own God or make something else into a God. And when you do that, you're back in constriction, you're back in slavery. So choosing means being able to sometimes stand against the flow of mainstream culture and to stand for values that are positively countercultural, values like introspection, kindness, slowing down, inner calm, acceptance of differences, humility, and faith. Faith is the choice that we make to live with uncertainty to live with paradox, to resist cynicism. Having faith doesn't mean that we think some god in the sky will intervene. Faith is an end in itself. In faith, we plumb the depths of our humanity to find our divinity. In faith, we lift ourselves up into the great altitude to glimpse the mystery of connection within our own landscape and between all of us. Eric Hoffer, who, who called himself a street philosopher, said, in times of great change, which is always, learners inherit the earth while the learned find themselves beautifully equipped for a world that no longer exists. Faith itself is actually a stance that allows us to be learners, continually growing, learning from our mistakes, and loving the questions. From that fragile stance of faith, we are free to keep choosing life in these great times of change. Because from my stance of faith, I can imagine what is possible, and even what might seem impossible. 
Each moment we are standing at the crossroads between life and death, between blessing and curse. And sometimes the only reason we choose life and blessing is that we start down a road that we've been down before and we remember that it's a dead end. All of our travels have brought us to this moment of great change. The world that we thought we knew no longer exists. We're always standing at the crossroads, the place of choice. We're always being called to awaken to the blessing before us, to awaken to life. I think this is the message of Bamidbar. Stepping into this book of Bamidbar, we're stepping into our own wilderness. We're stepping up to be counted and deployed. It doesn't matter how many mistakes I've made as long as I'm willing to learn from each one of them and move forward. And it doesn't matter how much I've accomplished either. It's all about the journey, about remembering the journey and, uh, and s- stepping up to our potential. So I want to conclude with a line from the prayer that we say that's called Alenu. It's just the time that we take on, we allow ourselves to be counted, to be deployed in the world. And if you want to look at the word, words to it, this is some of my favorite words in Alenu, uh, on, on page 285. And um, the words say, and um, my, my good friend and teacher, Rabbi Arthur Wasco, translated these words in such a way that woke me up to their power. Um, he translated it as healing the world, not fixing it, but healing the world through the majesty of nurture. Healing the world through the majesty of nurture. And uh, I think as we step into Bamidbar, we're being asked to, to, step, to step up to find our love, to find the place where each of us can be healers of the world. So you can join me with... Let
Oh, no. 